Um, let me see. So let me give let, before we give um, Kevin's response. Let's see. Somebody responded with in your bra. Trust me, it works. So it doesn't work if you don't wear a shirt. And I encourage all ladies going to Stagecoach this year. Shirtless? Uh, I do it in the name of equality. I think women should do it too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer to in your bra. You, you shouldn't be wearing one. And then I got another response. Uh, they wrote, for the Life is Beautiful concert, me and my girls did it with breast milk bags, filled them with vodka, and stuffed them in our bras. Again, so your bra. Yeah, they're not going to check that. No, I know, but that's two answers for bra. Yeah. So, if you have big boobs, it doesn't work as well. Um, I think everybody, I think our audience is really missing a key opportunity to get a, uh, what is it, 750 milliliter bottle in? Uh, fucking keister it or what? Yeah, keister it. I mean, if you can't yeah, they slip get, it, this it, whole it, bottle it, up your butthole... They do it in jail. ...and walk proudly through security with this bottle, why are you even going to Stagecoach? I mean, really, literally, you're half-assing it. So one of the best and worst years, I guess, because I got really trashed. Um, I think what you need to do is you need to get in good with somebody that's working the event mm. and have them sneak in their backpack for you. Because one year at Rock the Bowels, which was a long time ago, um, I had a buddy working the event. Okay. And I just gave him my backpack and it was filled. It had a bottle and, you know, some chasers or whatever. And he just walked around the back and just threw my backpack over the gate. And I picked okay. it up and walked in with it. Good quality. It was awesome. So, um, But I don't remember a lot of the concert. <laughs> Mafuro uh, underscore 13 says fake tampons, fake sunblock, bags, uh, bags in your bra. Worked every time. So this past year going to Stagecoach, while this security guard should not have, because by California security code law, you're not supposed to reach your hand into anyone's purse. I know because I'm a security guard. Licensed, not bonded, so don't hire me. You're not supposed to reach your hand in. You can use an object to move things around, but you're not allowed to reach in. He reached into this girl's purse, pulled out her tampons, shook them, heard that there was liquid in it, threw them in the trash can. Now, me, as if that had been like Yvette, I would have gone to the head of security and gone, you saw him reach into like my, my fiance's bag. Now she's missing $200. He stole it. And once you reach in, prove to me that he didn't take it. And I'd have gotten my money. Like, I, I then, if you're not going to give me the $200, then I'd like you to file a report. I want the police report. I would have continued it until that guy didn't work again. But I'm an asshole, and I tend to <clears throat> blow things out of proportion. What does work uh, is... At Stagecoach, and this doesn't really work at Coachella because you can't bring your own chairs in. Slipping the, the liquor, and don't put it in a glass bottle, but slip the liquor into your chair at the bottom of your, your chair bags. And if you've got a couple of them, then 
put the liquor in there. They never pull the chair all the way out. They'll feel it. And if you can get the liquor into the middle of the chair, they can squeeze all they want. They're not going to feel that liquor. So that works. Um, and yeah, the fake bras work. Props to you ladies, but it doesn't work for the men. You can, if you're a guy, get those plastic flasks and you can wear them around your waist. They will, you walk through, they'll patch your boots. They ask you to take off your hat, um, but they never grab your junk. So if you just put that liquor right in front of your wiener and, you know, for, for most of us, we got the room. I got the room. They're not going to reach down and grab your dingling. Oh, Marufo13 said they also sell purses with false bottoms. That that does work. The purses with the fake bottoms works. Once in a while, they'll pick up the purse and they'll feel the bottom of it. So you take your risks on that one. Um, so when we went on the cruise, which I know is not the same thing, like I, I brought the plastic flask, but I also had it in my bag and wrapped it up so they weren't able to see it yeah. on a metal detector. But I would think that for a man, like the plastic flask probably be the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you want to tape it to your leg, but like... The plastic flasks that I buy, um, they come with like a little, uh, like an opening almost. So you can put that around like your button on your fly. Throw it on the inside, put it around the button, and you can get through like that. It, that does. And how work. much alcohol is in there? Um, you can get not a full bottle, but like about half. Uh, what are the, the? They're about six shots, so about six drinks. You're not looking for quantity. You're just trying to get some through, and and. So you don't have to pay for every drink you drink. Just exactly, yeah. Um, and and it doesn't work for Coachella because you can't drink at your chairs in Coachella, right? There's, There's no chairs. Okay, well, then no. We can drink uh we can drink at our okay. You can take chairs. water in. You can take water into Coachella as long as it's sealed. Okay. I don't know if you can take sealed water into Stagecoach. I think okay. Now I'm questioning myself. I think you can. I could be wrong. I haven't tried. You can buy the the caps to water. Um, and I do this for the Dodger game. So, so for anybody who's interested in, in drinking at a Dodger game, I'll get, uh, you know, the, the big Sprite and I'll get a big Coke and I'll take the, usually I'll buy two, but take the cap off of one. And what you do is you, you cut the top off of it. I use a Dremel tool, break out the inside. So I have a sealed cap. You take the cap off of the Coke, pour a little bit out, pour a shit ton of uh, whiskey in it. Then if you twist those caps tight, they don't break the seal. So then you're taking sealed sodas into Dodger Stadium, grab a Subway sandwich. Then it looks like you went to Subway, you got a sandwich, you got a couple of drinks to go with it. And they used to let you drink soda for free if you were the designated driver. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. No, I don't know. Oh, I, 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 I was asking. I'll I haven't you. done it in a while, but I have gotten the designated driver wristbands, which get you a free soda. And so just one free soda? It just got me one. And I didn't even want the soda. I just told them, can I just have the ice? I just want the ice for it. And they gave me a cup of ice for free. And then I just poured my 
pre-mixed 7 and 7 into the ice and drink. Again, is it enough to get you drunk? No, but then you're not paying for six. You're paying for three. You're paying for three or yeah. whatever it might be. So, yeah, just certainly pre-game it before you go. Sneak a little bit in. Ladies, the Lord gave you a box between your legs. Use it. Stuff some whiskey up there, and then um, hopefully you washed before you went. When you pull it out, it doesn't smell like fish whiskey. And have a good time. Yeah, I think they'd be able to hide it in their crotch and in their 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 boobs. They'd boobs. Be able to, yeah, I'd be able to hide in both. Certainly, and and Yvette and I use a product called the Wine Rack, um, and it's meant for wine. But fuck that, we use it for whatever we want. I paid the thirty bucks for it, and it's just a bra that you can fill up, and it fits twenty five ounces. So uh, let's see, that's about. 14 shots you fill that up with whiskey it comes with a long tube because it's meant to like drink straight from i took it home i cut the tube off sealed it up because once we get into whatever venue it is she just reaches in and pulls it out throws it in a bag or or yeah whatever um the point is to get it through security if you're drinking and they see it and they take it away inside oh that's life but um that holds a lot of liquor and that goes in your bra. We use that for concerts around here. Um, Dodger games. We used it for the Packer Ram game that we went to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember she pulled it out. It was like, it looked like two triangles hooked together and it, it was full of whiskey. And, and my estimate is it saved us probably 3,500 bucks over the couple of years that we've used it. When you look at 15 bucks a drink, times as many drinks as we've gotten out of that bra yeah it saved us quite a bit of money it's a lot of money oh no yeah it's it's a lot of drinking so hopefully Candace listens to this and actually takes your advice we were talking about that i I was surprised that she was going um happy she is i hope i i wherever she's at i'll you know definitely make an effort to go by and say hi uh as i walk by the peasants to my vip seats but um No, but it, you know what? There's I've I've run into former bosses. In fact, last year as we were in line to get merchandise, um, this lady bumps me in the back. Indian lady. Wait, what kind of Indian? Uh, red dot. Okay. And uh, she goes, Kevin, and I turn around, and I swear to God, it was my boss from a decade ago. I was like. Hey, your uh, name's Jay. Hey, Jay, what the hell are you doing here? I just came to party and have fun. Cool. Where's your husband? He's working. Okay. Like, how random that you run into someone you haven't seen in like a decade, and we're in line in the merchant line, and yeah, it was. It was and cool. you're at stagecoach. With stagecoach, and yeah, it was just it was funny. Um, we always find our friends. Uh, Lloyd goes a lot. Marco went one year. Rudy's always there. Um, so always try and find them and say hi and everything. But I think uh, I know Marufo thirteen goes all the time, and I've never seen her. I didn't know she went. Uh, that's a dude. That's her brother. Oh, 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 the fireman who always tries to flaunt his uh, pecs in front of my fiance. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, way to go, asshole. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't know him. It's not I, his fault. I, I it's don't not know. His fault I that he's in shape. Literally, I, yeah, it is. Um, oh, it's not your. It's not his fault that you're not in shape. That's fine, and I'm not as good looking as him. That's fine. 
Um, yeah, no, no offense, dude. I don't know you. I hope you don't. He's going to beat you up now. I know. He's going to jump me in the middle of, uh, of stagecoach. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's how we've done it. But um, it's such a fun time. Like, it, it really is. I, I hope everybody, I hope I can find, um, what's his first name? Eric. Eric. Hope I can find Eric. I hope he doesn't punch me. Uh, I kind of hope he does, honestly, so you can come back on the podcast and tell that story. Be like, this asshole punched me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, made me look stupid in front of my chick again. Uh, but yeah, no, I've I've run into coworkers and every it's 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 a good time. Um, I make it very clear to everybody who I know is going, especially when it comes to like the business side of it, is that this is my vacation, and while I might wear a suit to work or my my <laughs> McDonald's uniform, he said he'll be too drunk to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that you punched me or that I was an asshole. There's a very big difference. Um, I always explain like, hey, listen, this is this is fun vacation, Kevin. So if I'm drunk, topless, whatever, don't hold against Wearing me your, on. Wearing your American flag underwear? Uh, they're jorts, but uh, don't judge me when I get back to work because, uh, yeah. God, it's such a fun time. Love it. What else have we got on the docket? So we got so many people. He said both. Great. I'm going to get punched and he's not going to know about it. That's um, all right. He's, he's been drunk and said things to me where he doesn't remember either. So. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can tell a story. It doesn't matter. I don't know if he'll be, he'll be bad, mad about it though, but. Oh, well. Yeah, Hopefully he punches you. Hopefully he doesn't confuse us. <laughs> well, one time. Okay. So when I used to live in Long Beach, um, I used to live in Long Beach. I lived near downtown. And there's this bar called Gallagher's. And I didn't know that he was friends with one of my customers. Well, my friend now, Jay. You know Jay, right? Oh, yeah. So he knows him. I forgot exactly how. Uh, I don't know if like his buddy lived with, with his friend or some shit like that, right? Like a connection. Between yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. So Jay hits me up. He's like, hey, I'm in Long Beach drinking with a couple buddies. Come down. And uh, he said, I remember. And... <laughs> <laughs> And so for the record, like everybody knows, like I've known Eric since I was like in sixth or seventh grade. Oh, okay. I've known his sister since I was in sixth grade. Like I've known him and his family and her and, and his, his sister for a long time. And there's always been like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like rumors or thoughts that like his sister and I have hooked up before, right? Oh, I thought you were going that he was gay. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Because I'm spreading that. Yeah, rumor. Billy. Yeah, Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> Um, no, I'm spreading that rumor. No, no, there's no, no, he's not no, gay. him and him and Billy. That's, that's no, no, the no, story. No. no, no, no. We're going to, we're going to start this. And so me and my, this at the time outside was with me. So we, we Ubered down there <laughs> and as I get out of the Uber, I hear Richard motherfucking Vasquez and he looks trash. Oh, right? those are the best moments. And I was like, Eric, what's up, man? And he turns to the guy, Billy, that he's talking about and he's like, this guy right here fucked my sister. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Why no. would you say that? <laughs> and I was like, dude, like and he was trash out of his mind. Right. And I went, I was like, why would you say that? I was like, dude, like, I love your sister. Like, yeah, she's cool people. Uh, like, and, she's family. And ha- had I had I done that, like, I wouldn't want you saying that anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he doesn't remember. I mean, he says, I don't know if he remembers or not. But like, I remember I called his sister the next day, like, dude, like. I hope your brother's like not because he was really drunk. So I don't know where that his, really drunk where, like where that. that came from, where that came from. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I hope he's not mad at me. Like I like, you know, nothing's obviously ever happened. So like, blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> it was just funny, dude. And like literally after that point, 
her and I made a joke of it, like, up until this day where people always think that we've hooked up. And I'll call her or she'll call me like, oh, I had to let somebody else know. Like, we had to break somebody else's heart, let them know that this never happened. Mm. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know. It's just funny because he he was trash and he said that and I just got all embarrassed. I was like, why would you say that? That's not cool, dude. Like, I would never say that about my sister. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, Eric, if you happen to see an Asian dude with an Asian tattoo across his back at Stagecoach wearing a cowboy hat, don't punch him. Because he will karate chop you in the throat. I think you should. Nah. Bad idea. Um, Do you want to take a quick break? Because the next couple of segments we have kind of run together a little bit. And um, yeah, that's fine. We'll see how they roll. So we'll be back in a couple minutes, folks. Hang in there with us. Welcome, everybody, once again to the If I Said It, I Meant It podcast. Bite my tongue for no one. Kevin Shio coming to you in the new year with my good friend. Richard Vasquez. And we are, once again, uptown at the collab. We're a couple of uptown, uptown girls. girls. The collab, if you're interested in any type of collaborative working environment, the underscore collab underscore Inc. on Instagram. Twitter. Part of the uh, ownership is checking to see if the door is unlocked. Double parked outside. This is a interesting turn of events that has gone on. But nonetheless, how are you, sir? I'm good. And yourself? I'm doing well. I haven't seen you. Should we pull the old old man joke? I haven't seen you since last, last year, year, man. Oh That's God. crazy. And then we have Rose interrupting our podcast. See, I told you the ownership was <laughs> here and ready to go. <clears throat> um, how are you? Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year, man. What did you end up doing? Uh, Yvette and I went down to Cowboy Country in Long Beach. Um Interesting story. We ended up celebrating the new year twice. Did you go to Japan? Nope. So let me take a quick drink. Cheers, Dit. Don't want to leave you hanging there. So went down to Cowboy Country. It's um, in Long Beach, North in, Side Long Beach. It's really North Long, almost Cerritosy. No. You don't think so? It's what? More Artesia, if anything. Is it Artesia? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I don't see it Balflower, as... Bellflower, maybe. Okay. I could uh, go Bellflower. Yeah, Bellflower. I would say, yeah, Bellflower. Not Artesia. I, I, I don't see it as Long Beach, nonetheless. It's off of South Street, and I think that's why I think of it as Cerritos, because South Street... I think on South that side Street, of a, uh, Artesia is... Cerritos Auto Square, South Street. That's what I think. But anyway, so went down to Cowboy Country, got our boots on, got our hats going, and uh, was enjoying an evening. We both got drunk as hell. For 70 bucks plus entrance, you know, but we had quite a few drinks. I want to say they were like five dollars a drink. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Nothing. Oh, it was rough. It was a rough night. Um, so we started, we looked at the our phones and we're like, oh my gosh, it's 11.59. Here we go. Let's get ready. So we're watching it, and then we're like, Oh, it's midnight. Like, hey, happy new year. 
DJ didn't announce it. The live band didn't announce it. So we're like, okay, happy new year. We look around some of the other tables. We're like, happy new year. They're blowing the uh, noisemakers, not the cowboys. <laughs> not yet. Blowing the noisemakers. We're having a great time. And then all of a sudden the band is like, all right, everybody, we're going to count down. And it was two minutes after the new year. I didn't realize it, but I think they had a clock that was slow, like facing the stage that yeah. the audience couldn't see. But um, <laughs> so then they start counting down and it's like 12.02 <laughs> and we're all looking around at each other. We're like, anticlimactic. fuck it, let's count down again. And then we went around, shook some people's hands. We didn't know, but they were kind of just there partying with us. And so we celebrated the new year twice. Um, but it was good, man. They had some food. Uh, they passed out champagne, but I, I don't need no champagne. Like, that's gross. Especially after a night of drinking whiskey. <laughs> it was bad. But, yeah, I got fucked up. Uh, took an Uber home, which was actually relatively cheap. Uh, I think we paid, like, 35 bucks with tip and everything to get back. and So it was good. It was, it was fun. Uh, Mine was the exact opposite of yours. How was yours? So we went to Shannon's and Pine in Long Beach. So we were both in Long Beach. Just I was in downtown. You were in Northside. Yeah. Is Shannon's like kind of the Irish pub? I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, ish. Ish. Yeah. Irish. Irish. Ish. Yeah. Um, it was twenty bucks to get in, which wasn't bad. Um, and my buddy Steve. Uh, he actually wants to come on the podcast. Uh, we were talking about it that night. But he met up with us. It was me and Raquel and him. So we were at a table, whatever. It was 20 bucks to get in. We were drinking. Solid threesome. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Um, so they do the countdown, whatever. It's like 1230 at this moment, right? At and, 1230? I'm saying after we do the countdown now. Oh, this okay. Point, it's like yeah, 1230. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And uh, he... He wanted to go back. He got a room out there. He he had to get up early to go back home. And Raquel was like, I'm down to leave. Like, I'm tired. Like, she really, she drank, but not, like, a ton. Okay. And I was drinking, and Steve was drinking, but it was, like, never got drunk. You know what I mean? Just cool buzz. Yeah. Wouldn't want to drive, but certainly wasn't No, drunk. definitely didn't drive. Definitely, right. definitely not. So, Steve was like, let's go to Roscoe's. I've never had chicken and waffles, like, from Roscoe's. Hmm. And I was like, I'm down, you know, and. And Raquel's like, I'm hungry. I'm down. So we go to close out our tab, right? Well, we both open a tab. I get my tab. It's $117. He gets his tab. It's $6. And we're like, this is not right. She's like, oh, I put everything on your tab. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why you would do that, but whatever. And then he's like, let's just split it. And I was like, all right, cool. So they. $117 for three people isn't bad. Oh, it's actually $120. Three dollars. Oh well, because the tip. Because the six dollars was on his tab. Oh okay. <laughs> Still enough, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it really wasn't honestly, and I think they missed some drinks. I honestly. had to have. Yeah. So regardless, so she void. She charged me. She voids my transaction. She voids his transaction. She goes to charges again. Our banks fucking put a hold on our double credit charges. Card. Yep. Okay. I've never had that happen to me. Not at a, not not like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I also heard somebody earlier, their card got declined, and they're like, we have money in there. They're like, I don't know what to tell you. Your card's getting declined. So all I brought was my credit card and my ID, I didn't, or my check card and my ID. I didn't bring anything else. Okay. So they're like, do you have any other card? I said, no, I don't have any other card. And I'm sober. Like, I'm not drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then finally, he's just like, I'll pay for it, whatever. 
So he had to put it on another card, charged it, whatever. We leave. I was all mad. I grabbed my car other hand. I was like, dude, this is some bullshit. Yeah, they have a bad merchant, but. Whatever, right? Yeah. So then we walk our asses to fucking. Um, Roscoe's? Roscoe's. How are you going to pay for Roscoe's, by the way? I mean, he was going to, I guess. Okay. <laughs> we had cash. We had cash, but I wasn't going to give it to them. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Um, closed. Like, they're not fucking. Mm. They're not open. Mm. They're closed. Fuck. All right. So we go to this burger stand, whatever. We eat. We eat there. It was fine. We walk him back to his hotel because he got a hotel out there. And then we were going to Uber from there. Uber was fucking $85. Really? To get home from Long Beach. Surcharges and all that stuff. It was terrible. Yeah. I was pretty bummed out about that. But everything else is cool. I mean, I was upset that the car got declined the second time. Whatever. Like... But the eighty-five dollar tab, the eighty-five dollar cab ride was a little. That's gonna set you over the edge. Well, yeah, because it was like thirty bucks to get there, so it ended up costing me one hundred and ten dollars to go back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's expensive. I mean, you were you were obviously a lot further away from where I was, and it was probably so, more packed. So maybe the fact that maybe my ride would have also been eighty-five had I gone from where you were in Long Beach. Yeah, probably. But I was just like, ugh, whatever. And I kept trying to see if it would get lower. And it, like the lowest I got was like 76. And I was like, damn it, I should have just called it when it said 76. So I didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know when the surcharges kick in. Um, but yeah, I expected to pay a lot more getting home. But I think we left before one. Like after we counted down, we were just like, "All right, cool, let's just get home." And no, then, yeah, it was like two thirty when we called we'll, Uber. Like, yeah, I was like, "We'll just drink at home for free," um, or I guess cheaper since I did have to buy groceries and stuff. But I mean, it's not really drinking for free. You still pay for the stuff. It's yeah, just, not, it's just, just not cheaper. Inflated. That cheap. it's, not, it's just not inflated fucking price. Cheaper, I guess. But um, given the new year and and everybody always tends to start their new year's resolutions did you, do you have any that you started this year uh i don't know if it's a resolution more i think it's more of just like life change kind of so mm-hmm. i'm trying not to eat out as much okay I'm trying to like eat home cooked meals or bring lunch or you know what i mean like in which every day this week i haven't I haven't eaten that. Oh, shit, I'm lying. Monday I ate out. I ate dinner, uh, lunch. But, I mean, for dinner, like, you you understand, like, my lifestyle before was, like... I know. No matter what I wanted to eat, like, I wasn't cooking it. I know. You know what I mean? So I've been to your it, house. <laughs> it, was, it was buying something. So, for me to say only my lunch on Monday was purchased, and all the other days, including dinners and breakfasts, were made. Yeah. That's kind of a win right there. I would still classify that as a New Year's resolution. You started a I started it before the New Year, though, okay? When? The 31st. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you, got, you got to have that warm-up period, <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, I mean, I would still classify that as a New Year's resolution. Um, and I haven't failed yet, so that's good. Well, when you don't set any parameters, I guess... You well, there are the, the, the parameters are there. Well, so how would you quantify as much? Mm, true, that's not a that's not a number. <laughs> uh, it's um, less. I'm I'm eating out less. True. Yes. So in that aspect, yeah, I would say you've stuck to it thus far. But I, it's almost like a soft 
goal. It's like a, it's like a, there's no real definition of. Let's be um, real though. Who the fuck puts a real uh, New Year's resolution and actually completes it? I, uh, maybe. Under 10%? Of the, oh, I was uh, going to uh, say like seven or 8%. I, that that was my of society of society, not of like us, just of people in general, and that's taking into account your hundred percent thus far. I would say that it's probably well below ten percent, and I guess seven, yeah, seven percent is well below. So now that I'm going to the gym right now, anyway, but if I was, I would hate this time of year when I was going to the gym on a regular basis. Oh, it's packed. It's super packed yeah. and it's pointless because none of these motherfuckers are going to be there in two months. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like end of May at the gym. End of May, all of a sudden, everybody who was there in January, like you remember them for a solid month, then they stop February, March, April, and then Memori- all of a sudden they Memorial show up. Memorial Day weekend. And all of a sudden they show up towards the end of May and you're like, really guys, really? So, yeah, I... I I don't actually do any New Year's resolutions. I, I have my standard New Year's tradition. Um, but salami? Yeah. I just, it's so bad, too. Like, I get so sick. Because, one, I'm hungover. And you're bloated, probably. And I'm all like, oh, you feel like shit. And then, so for those of you who don't know, every Christmas... Um, even pre-fiance, when it was just me, I would buy it for myself. But I get one of those Hillshire Farms, like, smoked sausage with the cheese and the crackers and then the spicy mustard. And I throw the spicy mustard away, and I just get regular-ass mustard. And, and usually they don't give you enough crackers, so I end up buying a box of, like, Triscuits or something. And New Year's Day, I'll wake up mid-morning, hungover, feeling like shit. Um... I try and wake up early, drink a big glass of water, take a couple aspirin, then go back to bed for a couple hours. But then I wake up and I start watching bowl games and I sit with my knife on my, you know, on my recliner and I just start cutting hacking up, away at a hacking away at a solid log of meat and a big brick of cheese and crackers and I I can usually finish about half of it during one game and then there's always another bowl game, so I'll, I'll eat it. And about halfway through, about halftime, I'm done with the Hillshire Farm box, and I feel like shit. Like, it's so the worst Why you thing. Why half of it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I tend to overeat when I like something that's specific to me. Like, that's my thing. So I just start... Hacking away at like it. Like a packet of bacon. Yeah. Uh, the, the year Michelle made me the, the uh, plate of Rice Krispie treats, I ate the whole plate on my birthday. Like, the whole thing, and I threw up all night long. Like, I just got sick. It was too much butter, too much marshmallow, too much beer, too much Rice Krispie, and I just yacked it all up. But, but that's my New Year's resolution. I just sit there and just hack away at a Hickory Farms uh, smoked sausage, cheese, and then end up just feeling awful, like sweating cheese. I just down my meat, and then so, I usually go back to So bed. my mom usually has a New Year's Day tradition. She likes to go to Poor Denny's mm. at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yep. 
and drink that day rather than drink. I mean, she'll drink New Year's, but not like crazy. Yeah. But so this year I was planning on meeting up with her like around 11 and she was already home drunk. Oh, I was all sad. Didn't pace herself. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? She's like, I'm already drunk. I'm tired. I'm gonna go to sleep. And I'm like, I was about to get there. But last year, I, I, I think I went to Vegas. I don't know what I did last year. But anyway, um, I met or no, maybe that was two years ago. I met up with her and I drove home from Vegas. So I was I wasn't there till like noon. Yeah. And they were hammered. And my brother was there with all his friends. And I was super hungover. And she gave me the guilt trip. Like, you need to come. Like, you're not going to come say Hi. Happy New Year to me. And I was like, all right, mom, I'll be there. Just for the record, my mom's here right now. So I'm telling the story in front of her. Um, and my mom brought a sleeve for her beer because she didn't know if we could drink in here. Smart. That's a... Uh... <laughs> With age comes wisdom. Yeah, she's wearing, she's drinking out of a Pepsi, but it's really not a Pepsi. Um, anyway, so I was like pretty bummed out. She wasn't there. I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do for today? Like, hmm. Have you ever watched the Rose Parade? No. Well, when I was like young, not recently. I don't even remember watching the Rose Parade when I was young. And part we, of it, we went to the Rose Parade once. It was freaking cold. Never again. I. I have never watched, because my dad was a football fan, so, and he didn't drink, so he was up early uh, New Year's Day watching football all day, and um, so, yeah, I never had a chance to watch the Rose Parade because my father monopolized the television, Um, but it's funny because when the Rose Bowl comes on, and it was on today, uh, this year, and, and I was explaining to my my fiance that the Rose Bowl for me has a inherent memory of cheese and sausage and upset stomach, but it also has like that memory of being a little kid and listening to Keith Jackson call the game and you know just the whole idea of the Rose Parade. And then I thought I've never fucking seen. I've seen bits of it. You know, you're flipping through the channels and. And back in our day, we had to actually flip through the channels, and you come across it. You didn't know. There's, what- there's a couple of inventions that like are amazing, mm-hmm. that are like groundbreaking. Power steering, mm-hmm. the remote, tights, or On leggings. Oh, no, well, that one took a turn recently. No, it's fine. Well, it took a turn for the Kimura, or what is it, Komodo? No, it took a turn. The tights took a turn when men started wearing them, and that's been in the last five years. Regardless, so. uh, it's been, I'm saying it's a good and a bad thing. When women, yes, for certain no, women, yeah. it's nice. For yes. other women, it's oh, like, very no, much so. And and yeah, certain. But the remote is up there. The remote not having to get up and change the channel is amazing. My first TV uh, that I can remember was <clears throat> a dial, and you you had preset channels. It was like two, four, five, seven. The local ones here. And you used to have to dial it. It was black and white, obviously. And I, there was a switch above it. And I don't remember what that did. It, it did something. And when, I, when you turn it one way, TV didn't come on. When you turned it the other way, TV was on. But you used to have to push it the, the button in, and it would turn it off. And then you actually pulled the button out, and it turned on. Um, do, you know, was, do you know who Felipe Esparza is? No. He's a comedian, and he has a joke. And I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's pretty funny. He goes... Uh, his 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 uncle he used to have an uncle or his dad used to like bring home things like mm-hmm. from garbage or whatever and one day they brought home a tv and he thought it was the greatest tv in the world because it had 500 channels on it oh yeah 
but it wasn't the the knob wasn't a real TV knob. It was a knob to a stove. Oh, uh, so his favorite channel was Broil. Bro- <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um. So the 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 that was the first. So the second TV I had actually was color, but it was like the push button. Like you push the button for two, four. Yeah. And I, as a kid, tube TV. Yeah, maybe four years old. I remember my mom using nail polish to paint one of the the buttons, and that was the button that I pushed to watch uh, Sesame Street. Whatever you wanted to watch Sesame Street in the morning. You just that was the one. So, at what age did they give you your samurai sword? Oh no, you got that at birth. Oh, like that? Yeah, no. And then I was watching Kill Bill yesterday, and I was thinking about your family and how you guys used to make swords back in the day. It was a long process. Yeah, it was long. It took him a month to do that shit. What's funny is is I've tried to explain to people, um, like my fiance and and you know friends and stuff, how how monotonous it is to make a sword to be Japanese, <laughs> right? To just to just to grow up. As a ninja, and yeah, because nobody can see you. It's it's hard. So every time you knocked on the door, people would come out, open it, and then you'd gone, and then they close it, and you'd have to knock again, and, and, say, then, and then they open the door, poof, you're gone, smoke bomb, poof, and then you're gone. I I remember when my when I was sitting down with my grandparents, and and my grandmother was going to paint literally paint out our last name in Japanese and and that was going to become the tattoo I have across my back no joke she probably did it two dozen times wasn't wasn't good enough and my grandfather would watch her and then just no 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 he'd tell nope this one's a little too thin you got to make this line a little swooshier I guess would be the Japanese term Throw it away. How do you say? I guess like you're asking me for a yeah. fucking. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I guess too. So then we're okay again. Should do it, and it's not like he was. He was never a dick. Like he was like, oh, you can't do it right. I'm just like, no, no, it's no. Not right. And then she was like, okay. Throw it away. Do it again. Do it again. And I'm watching them. And literally, when I when I took the paper to the tattoo guy. He looked at it and he goes, I've never fucking seen this paper before in my life. Oh, the kind of paper was a rice paper? It was rice paper. And he goes, this is fucking legit rice paper. Like he was amazed at the paper. And, uh, you know, it had a couple. And then he goes, this is, this doesn't even say anything. This is, this, <laughs> this is, I, I don't know what this is, this but is garbage. you got it. And then he did it upside down. So I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, as a kid, it sounds like I'm joking, but we used to make sushi. So what we used to do, like, y'all made tamales, we would make sushi, and we would take an entire kitchen table, lay out rice, and do it, and as, like, a young child, you've got your, your bamboo roller. You ever seen them? They, they, they use them at sushi places now. They're yeah. very thin, round uh, bamboo sticks. I all, saw them at Ross. All sewn together. I'm sure it wasn't authentic. No, probably not. I'd, the ones I probably have aren't, but... 
you know, you'd lay out your rice and you'd put your cucumber, your crab, and you'd roll the sushi and you'd press it. And, and my grandfather had like all of the steps you would do, you know, you'd roll it, squeeze from the outside, do this, and boom, boom, boom. Like there were proper steps to making We're still talking fucking, about sushi, not weed, right? No, yeah, this, but it did help me in the long term. And I'll, I'll go into that. You unroll it and you cut it. And I swear to God, as a like seven-year-old child, you're like, fuck yeah, I rolled my own sushi. Like proud as shit. And my grandfather's like, it's lumpy. It's, it's like, it's not uniform. Like, no, you, you couldn't sell that in a restaurant. And I, I'm seven. I don't give a fuck about selling it. I like, want to eat it. I want to eat. I'm hungry. I, you know, there were times where I'd make them just the cucumber. And then sometimes I would make, ooh, I'd cook bacon with egg, roll it, and it was your breakfast sushi. And it was just like, nope, not good enough. Nope, not good enough. Fuck. Okay, so there's not enough rice at this end. There's too much on this end. Oh, oh, oh no, you got to go wash everything off and do it like it wash the shame off of everything you fucking Can you still did. not make sushi yeah it's, i would never fucking do it for anybody though no i you know what if you if you like if people really want like yeah i'll do it but when we used to do it it was like a three-day process and i'm not joking and my grand my grandmother would get so racist with sushi places that we'd go to oh this place run by korean not know how to make sushi oh this rice not ready no they not coat with warm rice they use cold rice bad bad sushi poor quality poor quality no we go we we throw up in the restroom that's not how she talked, is she? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> my, yeah, no, my... my I, ours, thought, I thought you were going overboard, but I guess not. <laughs> no. My grandfather, perfect English. My grandmother always confused L and R. So name like uh, Lauren was Roland. Could never understand the fuck she said, but yeah. No, he... Oh, this place are run by Korean. No good sushi. No good. You, you're not. Don't put in my puss. No. We, we. Take, so how do you know? How do you know? Uh, <laughs> we take chopstick. Put chopstick in my puss. Not. Do you guys take your own chopsticks? Sometimes. Mike. Okay. Save that question. Because I want to hear it. When my grandparents died, we're cleaning out the house. We found an entire, like, box. And when I mean box, I don't mean, like, little, like a moving box full of chopsticks. <laughs> restaurant, restaurant chopsticks. And oh. these were all chopsticks from the Chinese food place down the street from where they lived. They had to have stolen two pairs of chopsticks every day for eight years. That's the, I mean, there were thousands. So my dad took the entire box, walked it back over to the restaurant, and went, My parents have been stealing from you. Here's all your chopsticks back. Walked out. Yeah, it's bad. What was your question? I asked if you guys brought your own chopsticks. I don't know. I didn't have another question. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, when you said that, I was like, I don't know what question I'm holding on to you. <laughs> my grandmother used to bring her own Ziploc bag to buffets, and she would like, as she was fucking cheap. She would line her purse and fill food up into her purse with the Ziploc bag. It was, she did was. It, didn't it all touch? Yeah, but that wasn't her problem. She would sort it all out later. But, oh, we take food for money. 
we not we we pay a eleven dollar for buffet. We we take food for tomorrow. You got three refrigerators in your house and they're all full. Where the fuck are you gonna put it? Oh, we we make a food in the morning. Okay. All right, load it up. Load it up. Take whatever you want. I don't care. You're too old to argue with. But but yeah, I, I still know how to make sushi. I I would feel bad half-assing it though, especially now that my grandparents are dead. Yeah, they can't fucking get they can't get on you for fucking But I'd feel bad half-assing it. It's like, oh that's fuck but my grandmother used to take like it was a three-day process, right? You would start prepping all of the stuff. You'd make the rice three days before. While it was hot, you would mix the seasoning for the rice. You had to do it while it was hot. Then you had to lay it out. And I'm, I'm talking a table this size with both of them would be covered in rice. She would lay out the bamboo leaves, put them down, put the rice on. And, and it was like a production. She'd sit there and we'd mix it. There was a proper way you had to mix the rice and the the vinegar and sugar and there, there was a proper way to do that i know, I know rick said he, he tried to make uh sushi once and it fucking he said he failed at it terribly <laughs> there's there's a very specific way you had to do it then it was an hour of just fanning the rice like cooling it off then it all sat out overnight then the next day, it was, it's fucking miserable um but you can you can certainly tell the difference like this, this is homemade. This is store-bought. And I'll be honest, like, I taste it, like, probably from next door. And it's not that good. Really? It's because, well, because it's made to order right then and there. It's not like they sat out days before and go, okay, let's start prepping the rice. No, they just made the rice in the morning, cooled it, mixed it how they needed to, as they need, because they're running a restaurant. They're not feeding their family. But, yeah, no, it's it's... Well, that's your, se- that's your segment on fucking sushi right I, now. We I, just I, talked like 20 minutes about it. Well, for those of you who didn't grow up Japanese, and I would say it's probably about 99% there's of the people listening right now. There's a good right chance now, that a lot of them did. It's a pain in the ass. Everything you fucking did wasn't good enough. You had to do it like six times. What We had some, uh, so I posted on Instagram asking for some ideas on what people wanted to hear from us about. And I, no one said sushi and. Nobody no. said sushi. Sorry. Oh, well, that's all right. What, uh, what, which one do you want to dive into? Pick I'm, one, I'm, anyone. I'm curious to, to know who's asking, and maybe we don't go into who, but why are people curious about Coachella? Not Coachella, Stagecoach. Did they literally say Stagecoach? They said Stagecoach. Oh, I'm proud then. Uh, well, it was Candace. Okay. She's the one that asked because she's going to stagecoach this year. Ah. And she wants to know how she can sneak in alcohol. And actually, I got a response on Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there with us and uh, joining us after our... Well, let's be honest. Let's call it a pee-pee break. Yeah. Well, I didn't go pee, but yeah. you did. You know, one thing that the good Lord blessed me with, with, with regard to drinking is that I don't turn Asian red. You know, you, yes, I Asian, do know Asian red. If Jim two's listening, he goes Asian red. Asians. What's tend, up, Betty girl? Hey, Betty girl. Asians tend to turn so red, like at one drop of alcohol. Um, that's not something I got. 
What I did get was a little dick given with that little dick is you can't hold as much pee in your penis. True. So once I start drinking, it's like, see ya folks. I got, I got to pee all the time. It's, it's hard. Um, well not right now, but you know, it's difficult. So I haven't been drinking as much. Why? Uh, just, you know, life's just different a little bit. You know, it's just, I, I don't go out as often, you know what I mean? So I just have, but I've been drinking a lot more water. Um, but I take a lot, I take more pisses when I drink water than I do when I drink alcohol. Does that make any sense? I'm super pumped because for the first time in my life, I have a refrigerator with the water dispenser Mm. and the ice dispenser. Yes. So I've had it for old people fucking excitement. That's fine. I've had it for about a month now, and even now, when I put my cup under the little trigger thing and I push it and ice comes out, I still giggle. Like, I have ice in my... Like, like Tom Hanks, after he got off the island, like, I have ice in my cup. What it has allowed me to do is drink a lot more water uh, because I am notoriously bad for... I remember one time, I went two days... Looked back and went, I didn't drink any fucking water for two days. I had a soda here. So you had liquids, there. but it just wasn't water. And I'm like, I had a cup of coffee. And it wasn't even the equivalent. Like, you're supposed to drink eight cups of water a day, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't look back and go like, oh, I had eight sodas a day. It was like, I had a soda at breakfast, and I had a soda at dinner. And then the next day, I had a cup of coffee. Awful. It's awful for you. And um, Betty Girl says to all the Asians out there, take antacid pills. That stops the redness. Oh, interesting. It fucks up your liver, though. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, but good tip. I, I think the good Lord above, I, I don't get Asian red, so I, I've never even figured out how to undo it. But, yeah, drinking a lot of water, it does make you have to pee all the time. I took like seven pisses today at work. Yeah. It's good. It felt like I was taking a piss every hour. And but what's nice is that it's not like yellow pee. It's no, clear. It's clear as and fuck. you go, I didn't know pee could come out yellow. This is weird. I didn't or I'm, I'm clear. Yeah. It it it's weird. That's one thing that I've talked to my son about is like, you gotta drink water. You gotta drink water. I'm awful at it, but if you get into the habit early, um, and that's what I'm trying to teach my son. Get into the habit early. That way you just you naturally do it. I don't enough, but I'm hoping to teach it to him, and, and that way it just is natural to him. Um, but yeah, just which trying to teach kids stuff like that—it's weird. It, you, I have a lot of memories of being a kid, so for me, talking to my son and telling him the uh, uh, fuck he was singing um, Jingle Bells. Batman smells. Yeah, Robin. And I was like, Robin laid in it. And he looked at me like, what the fuck? You know that? You know the song? I'm like, yeah, I know the song. Let me guess. Your friends tell you to go into the bathroom at the school and say Bloody Mary and she'll appear, right? And he was astonished. Candyman. 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 I said, don't do it for free. Don't do it for free. Make them pay you. Collect their money. Go do it. And the problem is, is you have to be alone, right? Like you can't do it with other people there. So I told him, 
tell them a dollar each and I'll go do it. And then don't do it. Fuck them. Like, they're too chicken to do it. It won't happen. Like, just take their money. Bounce. Go in there. Wait around for a little while. Splash some water on your face and then come out and be like, she didn't show up. Pocket the money. Yeah. But that's just me as a parent. I'm, I'm trying to get my kid every... Candy man, candy man, candy man. Every edge that he possibly can, but... Uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Boss makes dollars. I make a dime. That's why I pee on company time. I like that one, but I use it as poop. That's why I poop on company time. That's why Shaq said he got hurt on company time. He's going to fucking heal on company time. <laughs> Damn, that cost us a lot, though. Yeah, we didn't win a fucking championship. Speaking of costing a lot, it's a new year. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. As an independent viewpoint, as a, as a uh, <clears throat> non-involved party, with regard to a child uh, and and tax ramifications and, and maybe I wish Rose was here as a tax person. This would be an interesting conversation. Maybe for she'll pop on shares taxes. She's like the it's, taxes. What? And what? then I just like log on. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, hopefully, um, how would you judge jury and executioner dole out tax relief for parents who co-parent? how would I like how would I like talk it over with my ex or whatever if or? you were a tax judge what would you say tax judge yeah Ooh, I, I don't know the laws so I don't I mean I guess the easiest way to do it would be like you're talking about like claiming the kid claiming the child tax returns I guess the easiest thing to do would be the switch every year okay um you stole that from me no, why, why that sounds logical. <laughs> Unless you're just a logical thinker, I guess, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that would be the easiest way. Now, like, if you were to go to, like, a tax consultant and they're like, okay, well, this person would get more because of their income, blah, blah, blah. Like, this person would benefit more. Then maybe, like, you can have an agreement with the person. Like, all right, well, I'll break you down with this much. I don't know. I mean, but I just think the easiest thing to do is split it, assuming that the time is 50-50. Right. You know what I mean, now, obviously, if, like, one person has them 75% of the time, then that person should fucking claim them. I mean, oh, that's, Betty the, Girl says, whoever has them more time should claim them. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess essentially. Well, so let's, let's dive into that. So, uh, assuming that you're a weekend dad... You know, you get two full weeks a year, whatever. Let's assume the, that. The, does that offset your, your child support too, though? That was my next question. And, and that's kind of where I was going. People look at time and full disclosure. Okay. So before we dive into He's this. He's about and, to fucking offend some women out there. No, 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 no. Full disclosure. I want to clarify that my son's mom and I split our time 50-50. It is a very, it is a very difficult um, task on both of our parts to put pride aside, to put emotion aside, to 
we had a conversation recently and I said, look, you feel like you're getting shorted. I'll tell you, I feel like I'm getting shorted. I think we are at a good point because none of us feel like we're getting what we want. I feel like it's, it's, if both parties are giving, both parties feel like they're also kind of getting taken advantage of. And I think that's a very good place to be in a um, negotiation. So full disclosure, our time with our son is split 50-50 and we do a very good job. Uh, I would be happy to model our conversation, our actions for people who can't seem to get it through their heads that it's the kids that suffer when you get petty, okay? The kids are, are, are the ones who only get to see mom at this Christmas, dad at this Christmas, Thanksgiving, vice versa, whatever. That being said, if you're a Monday through Friday mom and then a weekend dad, but you also pay $1,000 a month for child support, why shouldn't you get the opportunity to claim that child since you're paying a large amount for having that child in your custody? Do, uh, do, they, claim, do they have to claim that on their taxes too, the child support? I believe so. It's part of your other income. Um, child support, alimony. Um, the collab ink is on. I'm wondering if that's Rose. I don't know, I don't know if it's Rose or Cy. Um, but but from what I remember filling out my taxes is, yeah, I think there is a section for like other income. Um, I don't have it since my McDonald's job does such a great job providing for me that uh, I... And that's another thing too is... My son's mom and I split uh, tuition because we pay for uh, private school for our son. We split tuition 50-50. We split lunches. We, you know, cost goes down the middle. The only difference is we switch off tax claiming every year. For 2019 taxes that I'll be filing soon, I will be claiming head of household with my son as a dependent this year she says she doesn't claim child support on her taxes oh okay i i don't know if you're supposed to or not consult a tax professional in this because you can talk to rose at americana tax yeah i i don't do i do my own taxes and TurboTax helps me out with that and i just answer the questions they ask me every year we'll switch off so this year She's supposed to cover his medical insurance, but she also gets to claim him on her taxes this year and all of the tuition that we pay and all, you know, all the expenses and everything. Last year, I got to. Last year. I'm sure most people don't have this agreement, (laughs) you know. Uh, I'm sure this is like a big thing because, I mean, what is it, kid? You get like, I don't know if there's an exact number, but. It, it helps your taxes out like at least a couple grand, right? I want to say it's like $3,500 per kid, something like that. Which is nearly not enough, I'm sure. Oh, to cover a child? No, no. Do you know how much my kid eats? Oh, my God. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I can only imagine how much I eat. Yeah. Cut that in half. It's still several thousand. Yeah. What? How would you approach it if... if I was in that situation? Well, 
we're a we're a domestic couple who is separated and we have a child oh sure you get to you get him monday through friday and i have to be weekend dad but i also pay you a thousand dollars in child support i would think too like i would i would want to know like why this person's a weekend dad is it because you don't fucking feel uh oh fuck 6k for two kids okay so maybe three that that's at the end of the year yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was her. I don't think that's. I was my... like, Jesus, yeah. who did you have a kid with? <laughs> Fucking uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, that's oh, the first well, name that came to mind. But that's good. I was thinking about the quarterback for USC because I know he pays like ten grand a month and shit. Who? Uh, Liner. Yeah, Liner. Really? Yeah. And his and his chick became a doctor. That's what he gets. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess all those factors go into play. Like, why are you a weekend dad? Like, is it because you don't trust me with the kid during the week? Do I not have a job where I can? Betty Girl, is that six fifty per kid or for both? Um, you know, sometimes, at, at, while I think many dads could probably do a little bit more fighting to get more time. Um, sometimes For both. that's, uh, that's not enough. Um, sometimes that's the way the court has deemed it. Um, and I know through somebody else is the court laid out this time frame, and then made a court appointment for six months later to discuss again. Six months later, it was like, is this working? And I know the dad was like, I'd like more time. The fight went back and forth. Okay, it stays what it is for now, but we're going to set another six-month appointment and figure it out. I know know the California courts are always going to favor the woman. Not necessarily. Um, It has gotten more dad-friendly. Or better. Yeah, y'all want equality, then equality goes both ways. Like on Dave Chappelle, he said, uh, you know, if if you want to keep the baby there, more than welcome to keep it. It only matters who I got pregnant. No, no. Oh. And, then, and, then, and then he says, but I should have the right to not have to fucking yeah. raise him or yeah, be, not, I, not be a part of his life. I'm telling you, it's your body, yeah. your choice. It's my paycheck, my choice. I think that's something along those lines. But, but. Yeah, agreed with, I agree with that also, but that's just because as a dad, I I know you, me, it's like, no, that's our kid, it doesn't matter. Um, So I think for some dads, you get pigeonholed and that's the time you get, and maybe you also get screwed on the child support aspect of it. If you're paying that child support, I believe it's tax deductible for the dad, again, please seek professional tax advice where to isn't child support taken out before before taxes you i don't not necessarily because you could write a check and say here's child support oh i i think when you're court levied maybe um but usually that's for like back child support uh, the collateral, absolutely not. But I don't know what they're saying, absolutely not for. <laughs> Whether it's maybe tax deductible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But if you have, <laughs> if you have tax issues, please see Rose with Americana Tax. Yeah, uh, please. 
I got issues. I'm playing too much in taxes. Aren't we all? Um, Speaking of, with this being an election year, I I do want to start a segment where Kevin runs for president. I think I mentioned this last year. Whatever situation is coming up, whatever controversial issue, if I was able to run for president, and I mean I was able to as in I didn't do this podcast and I didn't offend 90% of the people in the world. Especially Koreans. Yeah. Uh, No, that was my grandma. I offended the Chinese. True, 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 true. I think I could solve the the world's problems if I was... The uh, world or U.S.? Because we're not worried about the world. That's true. Well, we're only worried about the world when... Or when we want something, when we're doing something stupid, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to take some of these issues and and run for president and solve and and give the answer that is truly what should happen, uh, in my opinion, if I ran for president. But I, I don't know how you, as a kid, and your mom and your dad kind of worked out how you guys saw each other. I know that my son, since his mom and I split up, for the most part, outside of maybe when I took him to Colorado, for example, and we spent Christmas there, my son has gotten to see his mom and his dad every Christmas Eve, every Christmas day. My son has gotten to see his mom and his dad. Is that court-ordered, though? No. That's two people putting aside their fucking bullshit and working it out. Oh, Jim 2's not now. There's a lot we can talk to Jim 2 about. He needs to come on the show. Jim, for real. He lives up the street. He doesn't live far from there. (laughs) Wait, there's a Chinese person that lives close to me? Yeah. That's a problem. See what happens? The neighborhood goes to hell. I'm assuming he still lives there. I mean, I don't know. Um, Every Thanksgiving, my son has gotten to see his mom and his dad. If you put your bullshit to the side, and that also includes your pride. Yeah, but not everybody's fucking. Oh, no. I, I get it. But if both parents put their bullshit aside, put their pride aside, you can work it out where your kids get the best of the of both worlds. Someone will fuck it up. They usually do. It's not easy. From experience, it is not easy. And I'm not saying that from my point of view. I'm saying that from my son's mom's point of view. I'm sure it's not easy. From my point of view, it's not easy. I just, you know what? I don't understand. And I'm, I guess I'm speaking from like maybe a naive point of, point of view. But like, when you have these these discussions, right, and people have some sort of spite or despise or just want to be malicious towards one another, like I feel like they're not thinking about the kid. You mean it's it's all personal vendetta at that point, and I just don't understand like the illogical thought process in some in some of these cases, like. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail about, like, who and what and where, but, like, I've just seen situations where, like, you, you like, if you were to ask, like, when you asked... Um, RJ's mom. RJ's mom, 
for that weekend in Colorado or where, for your yeah. We, I mean, we went for like four or five days. When you asked her for that, right? My logical response, if I was her, would be like, yeah, like of course, or or if it was a no, like here's the reason why, mm-hmm. so you don't think I'm being a fucking asshole about it, right? Yeah. And the reason why I would say it like that or or, or allow you to do it is because. The truth is this person, meaning you, is going to be in my life for the next 18 years, right? So obviously your son's what, nine, yeah, 10? About, but eight, throw 18 years out, probably 20. Whatever. You, you understand right? what I'm you know, saying? Yeah, you yeah but I agree saying. with you. Long. Decades. She's not going anywhere it's not anytime like soon, it, right? It's not like at so, the end of 2020 so, we're so done. So why be malicious towards this person and say no just because you want to be a dick to them right mm-hmm. so whatever you say no now another reason why i wouldn't say no just to say no is because you're going to need them for the same thing yeah at some point eventually like right? you're always going to need them i get it you could always plan your vacations your things or whatever around the weekends you have him but it's not always going to be the case nope. i know when you're you're grandmother passed away yeah i don't last year you took you took them right or no yeah this was uh, and was by that i mean 20 same trip no okay i've taken i've taken him to christmas out of state twice it's in nine years okay uh 2018 i want to say last year but it was you know yeah i know what you mean 2018 was once and then uh shit i want to say maybe 2013 regardless like you you needed you needed her to say yes so you could do yes, this, right? Correct. I'm sure, which you don't have to go into detail, but I'm sure there's been situations where she's needed to take him on your weekend, on your day, for days that... Sometimes just random shit, not even that important. Yeah, but she just needed him, right? And you, because she was nice to you, you're nice to her back. Yeah, dude, would you rather spend time with your kid on that day? Yeah, of course. You mean, But just, I don't know. Like This, this part really gets me because... Growing up as a single, like the single kid, or, or you know, single parent, kid of a single, yeah. Um, like I just didn't, I don't understand, like why people wouldn't be more understanding about the other person, like the other person that you made a kid with. Like it makes no sense to me, and so, I just feel like it's illogical, like an illogical fucking thought process. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples, and and for those of you who are still listening at this mark in the show. You're obviously dedicated, loyal listeners, and um, you know I put my shit out there. So recently, this past Christmas, um, the Sunday before Christmas, and and normally I get my son on Sunday, and I, I say goodbye to him on Wednesday. She says hi to him on Wednesday and says goodbye to him Sunday, first thing Sunday morning. So Sunday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Sunday. Okay. She needed him on Sunday afternoon for a family thing. Calls me up a couple days. I want to say it was like a Thursday or Friday before. Hey, can I borrow him from this time to this time? And one thing that I, I've, I told her was, have, have you ever said no? When it's a call like, can I take him? Can I borrow him? Can I take your day? Since we've been split up and in, in, in let's just call it nine years, we neither one of us has ever said no. But we'll always also come back 
and offer something. So I'd like to take him for this family party on a Sunday. It's your day. But why don't you take him a little earlier on a Saturday night? So you take him Saturday night. Cool. Have a movie, whatever. We did a little movie night, popcorn, and, and make your own Sunday thing. She picks him up. She takes him. I pick him up. You know, you have to give to take and to take you have to give. Yeah, I look at it like a business transaction. Like really, like a lot of people I work with with what I do is long-term investments, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just don't understand why somebody wouldn't be willing to work with you even if even if they wanted to be stubborn and be like, "No, this is my day." Like you said, you can fucking barter like mm-hmm. hey you take them this day but all right well since you're taking them on my day i need one of your days and i feel like that's only fair so you know what i mean to throw a wrench into the plans is my son's mom's birthday is also in december so we have to calculate where new year's new year's eve christmas christmas eve and her birthday fall and, I'll, and, and again, to put our business out there, there was one year where we sat down with a calendar with a pink highlighter and a blue highlighter and went, okay. Is pink your weekend? No, I, I was blue. Oh, okay. Dick. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> you don't have any fucking unilateral gender. Fucking- oh, no, I gender assume. No, we, that, I gender assume. Sue me. I, I have nothing. Um, we sit, we sat there. I agree with what Betty girl just said. Sorry. Okay. Uh, hang on to it. But we sat down with the calendar and and went, okay, highlight this day. This is blue, blue. We're going to swap these days. And we tried to avoid Monday, her Tuesday, me Monday, you know, Wednesday, her. So, okay, you take this block. I'll pick him up here. I'm going to take him for these four days and I'm going to give you six straight days and then and yes it took coordination it took a conversation it took give and take but you know what my kid got to do he got to spend his mom's birthday with him he got to go fly out of state to see family he got christmas with his mom christmas with his dad i did I took Christmas Eve because we had landed from our flight and blah, blah, blah. But, but she took him early New Year. It, it, we sat down and we went, okay, count your days. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so out of the 30 days, there's 14 and 16. Cool. We'll make it up at some point. And it's very easy to then go, well, I'm going to say no because that – my, my uh, child's other parent didn't want to did, – you can pull whatever you want, but at some point you have to realize that your kid is missing out on something. What is it the video girl said? Well, she wrote, I think a lot of people can't let go of their past or the way they broke up. So they hold on to it. Yeah. And then she said, it's about being an adult and putting the kids first. And that's what I started with was like, yes. I don't understand why people want to act like this just as a personal vendetta against the person they had a kid with, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. The kid needs to come first. You know, like, it's so it's so funny. My mom was here earlier. She left already. But, like, yeah. there's so many things that, like, I've 
I see now that I'm an adult that my mom did. And it goes from anything from parenting to, you know, teaching me how to fucking get through in life. Like, and like one of them, like she always told me like, like, okay, your family comes first. Right. And then your friends. And, you know, I, I, I really, I, 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 I waffle on that statement, but, but I, but you understand the, what I she's get the getting premise. at. I get you, the you premise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I also too, I have like a, a gray area where like some of my friends are family to me. You know what I mean? And I have family who are not friends are not on your friends are, level. Are, yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we could get into that too, if you like, but, and then she's like, okay. And then the minute you get a girlfriend, your family's still up there, but your girlfriend's in that category. Right. Yeah. And then she goes, the minute you marry her though, your wife is not in front. Mm hmm. Then it's your family, and then it's your friends, right? That part and, I agree with. 100%. And then she goes, yeah. once you have kids, your kids are first, then it's your wife, and then it's your family. Mm, and see, like I swap, but okay. Well, your kids should be more important. I don't think so. Your kids? You don't think your kids are more important? Nope. Why? We can go into that kids versus wife or husband. Yeah, we'll go. We can go into that. I'd rather um, be a great dad than a great husband. We can go into that. But I agree with Vetty Girl. Oftentimes, it's you can't let go of. You're still emotionally connected. You're still emotionally. Uh, um, you haven't resolved the emotional yeah. split or whatever it might be. And no, it's not. It, it's not easy. I'm sure it's not easy for my son's mom to have dinner with my new fiance. And I would never underestimate that uh, adultness, I guess you could say. But when recently, when my son turned nine, he had a basketball game. My mom, her new husband, my dad, his new wife, me, my new fiance, had dinner with my son's mom, her boyfriend his Nino, his son, son's girlfriend. There it were was like five families. There was like, there was like seven divorces in five families, all sitting down, all eating, having a good time. Ish. We, we, it wasn't a bad time. Um, it was enjoyable. I would have rather had, you and you know, I, I yeah, I, but that's, that's but, but yeah, yeah, that's th there's I would have happily had my comfort circle, but the fact is, is my son had his ninth birthday with his mom and his dad, their significant others, multiple grandparents, multiple people, and then, in and his then the life. family of other people, yeah, and it wasn't while well, I'm sure everyone was a little awkward a little bit uncomfortable. You know who wasn't and who had a great fucking time? The kid whose ninth birthday it was. I, was, I thought you were going to say the server. <laughs> yeah, with that many people, they, they had a great the fucking time. The gratuities are already included. Um, but my, my son, <laughs> my son was able to celebrate his birthday with all the people who raise him, who love him. No, it ain't easy. It, it's not easy. And, and shout out to my son's mom and... Her family for going, you know, for going. All right, I'm. I, her boyfriend is 
not a dick at all. He doesn't make it uncomfortable. It's like, he's cool. I don't know if he would be if there wasn't a child. Well, yeah, there, I'm sure you would. You shouldn't even be in the picture. But yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> I understand what you meant, though. Like if, if right, right. Yeah, if he was old enough, if he was 18 already, and you weren't really. Yeah, like, like I'm not gonna know him. But the but everybody goes okay. We we love this child enough that whatever the issue is, it ain't that important. Our son, our son, everyone who's there, our son is. So, yeah, it's it's rough. But I don't know how you have, or, or when you were growing up, if after your parents split, if they were ever in the same room at the same time. But No, no? not at all. Um, I was told by a coworker one time that it was wrong for the two split families to party. And, and I say party, not drinking, and ha- but, but have parties together. Because it gave the illusion that uh, we're all still one big family. No, well, so, like, I had cousins that I had you know, great relationships with Jason being one of them. He's been on the podcast a few times. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your cousin. Um, Jake, yeah. And his mom and my mom always been cordial, always asked about mm. each other. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know that they were on d- d- Jason is your dad's. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so that we had okay. that. that then we also had, um, just other cousins or whatever. Like I have an uncle that, uh, lives in Uptown Whittier and we would see him every once in a while. And you know what I mean? It was never weird. My mom never shunned them or, you know what I mean? Or it vice just, versa. Yeah. It, the, 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 the truth was just, she's not part of the family anymore. She's yeah. not part of their family. Yeah. Exa- you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that she's still not my mom. You know what I mean? Right. To right. them at least. You know what I mean? Like, so they were always cordial with her and it was never weird. You know what I mean? But th- then again, we didn't have parties where, we invited my dad and them. They oh, would be okay. invited. They would be invited because of the relationship they had with me. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? But my dad wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? I, I, I wonder if that's if that mentality which was ingrained in you is is why you and I kind of agree on this. Because that was also ingrained in me. After my mom and dad split, obviously for those who can't Figure it out. My dad is Japanese, hence my last name. My mom's white. My Japanese grandparents would always ask about my mom. How's your mom? Where is she living? What is she? Is she good? Is she? Yeah. They would obviously say it with an awful Japanese accent. But the point is, is they would ask, how is she? My, my mom's dad, even today, calls my dad... They send birthday cards. They they love each other still. Um, when I saw one of my uncles last 2018, went up to Colorado when my grandmother died. You know, my uncles were like, "How's your dad? I miss your dad. Your dad was so cool. Like telling me all these stories about when they were teenagers. My dad being about a decade older than them. All of the shit that my dad." 
let uh, teenagers do. Like he was the cool brother-in-law and how much they loved him. And I had known that they had always been close with my dad, but it, it came to a reality. And maybe it's because I, I have grown up with not taking a side to the point where their shit is their shit. No, we're not going to, you know, my mom's family's like, no, we can't invite Kevin's dad to the family reunion and stuff like that. But we don't hate him like that. Yeah, it's their shit. It really is. You got to separate the fucking, you got to separate that bullshit. Like, like, I really, I appreciate the fact that like my aunt Gordy, which is Jason's uh, mom, like when, when the whole separation happened, like me and Jason were always close and we still are to this day. I mean, Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, Jason. She would. Yeah, she yeah. she would allow my mom. We would allow me to call him. Mm, what are you doing? Yeah. They lived. I forgot. I forgot what city he lived in. But she would take me over there. I would spend the weekend with him. You know, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And his his mom was always like open door policy. Like let me in. Like you know. So like that part of the family beef or whatever you want to call it. Like between my my mom and my dad didn't spill over really to my aunts and uncles. You mean like it was just more like of a, it's their problem. Like you said, it's their issue. You know what I mean? Now, granted, like I said, (laughs) we weren't having fucking family functions with everybody in the same room. Right. But on the flip side, when I had a birthday party, when he had a birthday party, they were invited. Two sets of aunts from different sides were invited. And you know, what's funny is when you're talking about your uncle talking about your dad. Yeah. So my uncles on my, on my mom's side, um, they would always ask about my dad because they grew up doing whatever the fuck they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it didn't sound like it was good stuff because no, they, yeah, these, no. these guys always got in fucking trouble <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? But they were doing whatever the fuck they were doing and they would always ask about him. And, you know, when my Uncle Bill passed away, you know, my dad was like, I, you know, he debated on going to the funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he knew my, all my family was going to be there. I think out of respect, he just decided not to because it was probably not his time mm, and place to do that. Okay. Um, and that was his decision. That's fine. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, they had love for each other. You know I mean, they all, you know, with their respective women for however long and in that period of time they met each other and, you know, created this relationship or whatever, yeah. you know, this bond. Yeah. Uh, one anecdote about my uncle and, and talking about my dad when they were younger. My One of my mom's brothers was, uh, for lack of a better term, a bit of a hell raiser in his youth. So him and a couple of buddies found out that uh, you can make money off of rattlesnake meat and skins. Okay. Okay. Now, understand this is early 80s. So my uncle had this, my white uncle, he has this great idea. Him and his buddies are drinking. Let's go rattlesnake hunting. <laughs> the problem is, is how are we going to catch them? They needed guns. So they show up at my dad's house, my mom and my dad's house. They were still together. You know, I, I don't even know if I was born. If I was, I was a baby. They were, they were working on it. Maybe. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. My dad... Tells my mom, hey, your brother's here. Hey, what's up? My drunk uncle says, we need guns. 
And my dad goes, okay, for what? And he goes, we're going to go rattlesnake hunting. My dad goes, it's midnight. He goes, yeah, but we're going to go rattlesnake hunting. And the way my uncle said it, my dad walked over, put a combination into the safe, opened it up and said, take what you want. I'm going back to bed. My uncle and his friends grabbed a couple handguns. My dad went back to bed. They closed up the safe. They drove off. How many rattlesnakes did they catch? So I asked my dad, Dad, for real? Like, you let them take their guns? And he looked me square in the eyes. Some 30, maybe 40 years later and goes, there ain't no rattlesnakes out at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) My uncle goes... We drove till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we couldn't find one rattlesnake, drunk as hell. So we turned around and drove home, gave your dad back his guns. And he didn't tell me what else they did that night. But my dad goes, there ain't no rattlesnakes out at midnight. So those are the kind of stories that when you build them with a brother-in-law, sister, whatever it might be, like as long as there was not a malicious that's their shit. If you have kids and you're going to hold your, make your kids suffer for it, your kids are going to suffer for it. You know, that's, I mean, that's the bottom line. We got a lot of comments about the uh, kid first versus, or kid first versus spouse first. Do you want to go into it now or should we save it for next week? Let's save it for next week because we're already at, you know, yeah, about an hour, hour and a half, half or whatever. Yeah. Um, so next week about 7.30 folks you want to open with it I think it'd be a great yeah I okay. think we should we're going to talk about it so so definitely if you uh, can join us next week we're going to debate whether you should put your husband and wife first husband or, or wife unless you have both good point or whether you should uh, you should put your kids first but thanks for listening and we'll see you next week welcome back dude peace later guys